Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week, we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Stephen De La Cruz. Dude, Stephen is an interesting man. Like I said, the most interesting man in the world. And Stephen actually was through my accelerator program. He's one of the, the winners that perf- uh, went through my program. And actually, through the stuff he did in the program, he generated $150,000 worth of revenue from doing 60 seconds to success. And like, it's amazing what he's done and he created that. But on today's show, you're going to learn how Steven had built up. He made a million dollars by 25 years old. He's 29 now and he's built up many companies. You're going to learn about how he got started. He first actually was in juvie, uh, kind of had a few events in his earlier in his life where he got in trouble. And then he went in and he got into photography. He did the photography business. You're going to learn how to start and actually scale the photography business. He still has today where he got that going. And then it kind of turned into where he went into flipping houses. You learn how he flipped houses and turned them into daycares, which he has scaled them now. And he has, I believe it's 10 daycares that's helping him make $8,500 a month. And he's, he's not in the daycares at all. He just, he's got a system built up where it's, it's generating revenue for him. And then he got into, he did investing even goes into some of the things you can look for. If, if you're going to look for investment, he can share tips with you what he looks for and then also how to make a good investment. He invested in a talent agency where he talks more into how he has that talent agency. He even had one of the talent be uh, Flo from Progressive, which is crazy, who's <laughs> a part of his talent agency. And then we go into his book. He's got his book coming out, Entrepreneurship. <laughs> Great title. I love it. And he goes through his acronym TEAM, the things you need to go by. And he says, if you live by the, the acronym TEAM, what he has, these, these five components or that'd be four components to it. If you live by that, you'll become successful in life. You'll make a lot of money and you'll go far in places. And then we talk about the next step in his life, building a legacy. He had a life experience or about killed him and he thought, well, I got all this money, but what am I going to do with it? How am I going to live beyond that? So now he's focused his life on legacy. So great show. You're going to learn so much in this show. Before we get into the show, let's talk about my accelerator program. Steven is the person that went through it. The accelerator is going to help accelerate your business in 30 days. We help you become an influencer in your industry, stand out in the crowd. We set goals for you, help you get them. We're accountability for you. And then we talk to you about how to actually stand on the crowd, how to do Facebook Live, Snapchat, how to make money doing it, how to blog, how to write content, how to write your next book. Actually, Laura Peterson, who just went through a program, became an Amazon bestseller during the program with her book, which is amazing. And then also, we're going to go into how to podcast, how to become a better speaker, all this in the program. It's an influencer program with my accelerator program. Go to brandoncadams.com forward slash accelerator. Check it out. Join our next program. You're not going to regret it. 100%, 100% money back guarantee. It is a game changer. I guarantee you. So let's jump right into it with Steven De La Cruz. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Bernie C. Adams, 
And on today's show, we have Stephen De La Cruz. What's up, my man, Stephen? Hey, 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 how's it going? It's, it's going good, man. It's, it's, it's good to hear from you. You know, you, uh, you were with my accelerator program. We went through that. We got to know each other pretty well. I mean, you, you did some big things. I mean, for one, I mean, you, you won to be able to come on the show. You yeah. had the highest perform. Wait, 150 grand was it you generated from the show? From yeah. actually, yeah, from doing the program. Like you did Facebook Lives. You did 60 Seconds to Success. Just some awesome stuff. And you're just an interesting individual. And that's why I'm excited about this show. Very, you like that? Interesting. You're interesting. Uh, yeah. The most interesting man in the world. But no, Stephen, you're an awesome guy. And I, I just, you have a lot to share with the audience that they can learn from. So I want to go back. I always like to start by going back where you first got started in your childhood years. How did you even get into entrepreneurship and how did it lead you to where you are today? Right, right. So I I grew up, my dad uh, my dad was in the Navy, but he's still in the Navy. Uh, my mom didn't work. And so growing up, I heard a lot of the words no, because we can't afford it or no, you know, I'm not made out of money or yada, yada, yada. So already at the age of, I believe, eight and nine, um, I started to say, how can I make money? And that's where I found, okay, I got those Beanie Babies, T.Y. Beanie Babies. And <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. buy them for five bucks and I'd go to parties and sell it for 20 bucks. And um, well, you know, I was a young little kid, so people felt sorry for me. So they'd go ahead and buy the $20, so I made a $15 profit. And I remember there was one Princess Diana Beanie Baby. And I was like, well, I only have one of this. This one cost me 20 bucks to buy. I will raffle this. So I sold tickets for a dollar each and I made 500 bucks. I will close the 500 bucks <laughs> off of a $20 Beanie Baby. And I was eight years old. That's a good and markup like, at eight. Yeah. So, so I made 500 bucks at eight years old with, you know, with, of course, with a $20 Beanie Baby. And so from there, that's where I fell in love with, with, with the aspect of money. <laughs> My parents not having much um, and then me just going out and making it. And you're making it. Yep, 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 yep. So then, um, so then from there, um, you know, make, move forward, fast forward. At 16 years old, I went to juvenile hall, hang out the wrong crowd. Um, and at 16 years old, I went to juvie. And then my probation officer told me, Stephen, you got to figure out your life here, whether you're going to be in and out of the system or are you going to go and make something of your life? And so um, I said, well, I'm going to make my life, whatever else. So long story short from there, I um, went to a group home, um, which is like a little foster care home. And how old were you at this time? When I was in juvenile hall, I was 16 years old. 16 years old. And you, so what does that even look like? So I, I guess I've never been, I've done some dumb shit in my life. <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been in juvie. So what, what is that? Like, what, what do you do when you're in that situation? Like, what is it like for you? Well, juvenile hall, see, the thing is they say juvenile hall is probably the worst because adults, you know, adults are adults, adult prisons, adult jails. In juvie, everyone's trying to prove themselves, right? So <laughs> yeah, there was a lot more fights and shit going on there. But it was, it was, it was, it was when I was in juvie at, at 16 years old. And then at 16, I got released. I went to a group home. Um, and then from a group home, I went to uh, my probation officer said, Stephen, before you graduate, we need you to find a mentor outside of uh, outside of the group home system and some of them be court, court appoint, appointed. So that's where I found my mentor who I saw him make a massive amounts of money in commercial real estate um, as a real as, 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 a, as an investor. And that's where I pretty much started my whole journey with mentorship into big money beyond the TY Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so tell me your first, like, okay, so you got that mentor and I guess what was the first, the, the one takeaway that he taught you beyond making money that stuck with you to this day? Because I mean, I'm big with mentors. I remember one of my first main mentors, Cactus Jack Berenger, one thing he said to me is he's like, Brandon, he led me the book Thinking Rich, but he said, Brandon, you become what you think about most of the time. And that really like changed how I thought, like everything that was on my mind, what I wanted, like it became the reality. So like, what's something that stood out from your mentor early on that really kind of transformed how you look at things? Mm. Yeah. He told me that the your business will only grow as big as you are. So you have to grow as a person and the more you grow, the more your pocket grows. So that's where I really, he really hammered a lot of personal development into me, um, especially in my situation, my past with going to juvie and my, 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 my crazy badass self. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I really had to really, really hammer down on personal development. Um, and that's what he really focused on with me. For me, it was a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which he told me to read five times back and forth before I can even talk to him again. And so, yeah. That, that's funny because I make people that want to work with us, like I, I sell them, they need to read the book Think and Go Rich and they read the, the book How to Win Friends, Influence Others by Dale Carnegie because uh, that you can understand like how you think and they can relate and they, they get it, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. So what was that? So the next steps, you had the mentor. What was kind of the first business that you really jumped into to start making money on a large scale? Right. So I'm one of those stories where you know, from juvenile hall, get all religious and everything else. And so um, I actually went to Bible college where I, where I met my wife. And over there, I had a passion for photography. So my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, she bought me a camera and a little small, quick, uh, called the XTI, Canon XTI, very cheap $600 camera. Um, and I got so passionate into photography when I then bought $30,000 worth of other gear, uh, put it on credit cards. <laughs> yeah, I got into so much debt. And um, I remember my my dad bailed me out one time, $7,000. And then I break that bill up right again, another $7,000. And he told me this time, all right, this time you're going to figure it out. You're going to make money or return all. And so I was like, shit, I got to figure out how to make money off of this. So then a friend of mine who says, my brother's going to be married this Saturday. Can you shoot a wedding? I said, yes, I can shoot a wedding. <laughs> I never shot a wedding before. So I shot that guy's wedding for 600 bucks, um, all automatic. I didn't own Photoshop. I just shot the wedding as is. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out. Yep. And from there, I shot the wedding. And then this, the, the pastor guy said, hey, I have another one here next week. Can you do that wedding too? I'm like, yes, I'll do it. So that's where I started. I, I pretty much fell into wedding photography. Um, and that's how I pretty much started. So my first year at 18 years old, I shot 48 weddings that year. And then 48? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, because I went to a small Christian private university. So... Anyone who wanted to get laid because they're all religious, anyone who wanted to get laid got married. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, I was the photographer for everybody there at school. Um, so, at 19 years old, I remember my taxes, filed my taxes. At 19 years old, I filed for $213,000 at 19 years old. Nice. $213,000 you re generate revenue just from filming weddings, taking from pictures. Yeah, from shooting weddings. And keep in mind, 18 and 19 years old, I was still shooting all automatic. I was not shooting anything fancy. I wasn't doing Photoshop. It was straight shoot 
and burn. Just burn them to a CD and give it to them. So there's nothing fancy about it. So um, so I really am a firm believer that as long as you know how to how to sell, that your product can be not that great. <laughs> as long as you can sell it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you know, the one thing I did get from my mentor, he did infomercials and he'd sell millions of dollars worth of product. He said it's it's 90% marketing, 10% product. Right. It's all about marketing and being able to sell it. That's one thing I know we both have kind of, we're really good at selling things. And oh. I mean, that's good. You you, you showed the, the value and you sold it and they got it. So so how did you scale that? Like, did you, when you did that 213000 that year, was it just you and somebody else or how many photographers were helping you? No, it was just me and my wife. Wow. Just, just me and my wife. Oh, me and my wife and my roommate. So I had a roommate. Um, and yeah, those was just me and my wife and my roommate. And my roommate was my little assistant. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, just, it was just us two. And then um, I remember though, when I scaled is I double booked a wedding on August. Um, my, my, when I was 20 years old and um I told my wife, oh, God, my, my girlfriend at the time, Angela, oh, my gosh, this weekend we have two weddings. What do we do? Like, we already got the deposits. We can't return it now. So she went to a wedding and I went to a wedding. And she's not that confident in shooting. <laughs> so I was like, you know, just wing it. Fake it till you make it. You got it. You know, just do it. And so then from there, we got on two other photographers as our assistants. And that's where we go, okay, we can start shooting more weddings. Um, and just hired on staff from there. So, so did you continue to do weddings or where did that open up to? Because I know you've built this up bigger. So how did you scale that on their level? Like what markets did you open into? Yeah. So then from there, we had other photographers. My mentor told me, hey, you can't shoot weddings all your life. You're working for work income. You got to do passive income. So yeah. turn this somehow into where you bring on staff. So I brought in other people, other uh, other uh, friends of mine in college. And so we started hiring other photographers. And so long story short from there, from age 19, 18 to 22, we were shooting weddings. 22, we started flipping homes. Um, and then from flipping homes, we also uh, turned them into daycares. We partnered with Italian agency in Los Angeles, and we uh, have a fifty percent share in that. And so, you know, Italian agency. I acquired a, a apartment complex in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, what else? Um, so then, from there, we acquired other businesses as we went along, and some of them failed. <laughs> but um, I remember when I was twenty-five years old, though, um, I was four dollars. I remember looking at my bank account. I was four dollars short from a million dollars. And um, <laughs> I told you about this. Four dollars. Four dollars. So I went to the bank. I went went around looking for the four dollars, whether whether we changed the car or the house, or whatever. And so I deposited four dollars, and I went to the bank teller, deposited. So at twenty five years old, I had my first million at twenty five years old. So and, one million in the bank. Yep, one million dollars in the bank when I was twenty four five years old. So what what can be your tips? And I know this will get in your book. And there's a lot of other questions I want to ask along that journey. So what would be the main tips to be that you could give people to get to a million? Everybody wants to want to make a million bucks. So like, yeah, how, what's your main tips for being able to get to a million by 25? So in my first book I'm writing right now, it's called Entrepreneurship. Four keys that keep entrepreneurs from massive success. Okay, massive success. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Um, nowadays, if you get unemployed, you get fired from a job. You now become an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, so, right? So being an entrepreneur is very loosely used. So, But how do you become a massively successful entrepreneur? And that's what I love to help people with is I have it four keys, which is uh, acronym is TEAM, T-E-A-M, is that you have to be a master of time management. 
people think to themselves, I'm an entrepreneur, so I can wake up whatever I want to. I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. I can watch a movie if I want to. You know, so you got to really be good at mastering your time management. So that's T. Next one's excellence. Do everything in pure excellence. Don't half-ass things, but actually really go at it with whatever all you got. So be a person of excellence. The A stands for accountability, T-E-A, accountability, having a team around you to keep you accountability, mentor, an awesome accelerator program. <laughs> yeah, I got to say that was good accountability to make sure you put shit out there. Like yeah. one thing is getting content out there. And the one thing that I love that you did is like, hey, I'm going to do a Facebook Live every single day. That's 60 seconds to success. Yeah. And that led you to a six-figure deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. So accountability is huge. That's really, really the biggest thing, too, because accountability can help you with leveling up your expectation and also your time management, right? So accountability is huge. Um, and the last one's M, which is T-E-A-M. Last one's money management, being very rigid and strict with your budget and not spending money just out, out going out crazy, uh, but actually really, really being purposeful with your dollar. Um, so if you can master T-E-A-M, time management, excellence, accountability, and money management, if you can exercise and master those like to a T, you can definitely be massively successful. Um, so that's pretty much my little my little tip. I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to that book. When's that When's that book coming out? So this is a book called Entrepreneurship, and it's uh, <laughs> um, yeah. and that, I love book. the title by the Entrepreneurship because <laughs> as entrepreneurs, we're in shit all the time. Yeah, we're just digging our way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that's coming out in uh, late December, early January. Um, and that's going to be out there um, on Amazon, but you can definitely check it out. We'll be having a posting on our social media, but yeah. Sweet, sweet. So let's go back. So, okay. We kind of did jump there because there's a lot of things in between. So you got in photography. So at that point when you scaled the photography, so what were some of the clients that you had? I mean, beyond doing weddings, like who are some of the people that you shot for and that made you like different than just another photographer? Yeah. Okay. So I shot for uh, this guy named Joe and um, Mary, and their father is the, um, the they're the president of Hoover Vacuums, um, and that right there really rocked my world when I went to right into their little big old mansion, and um, I met them through church, and they um, showed us around whatever else. I was like, wow, I'm shooting for these 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 rich folks. And I remember calling my mentor um, at the actual reception. I was like, hey, guess where I'm at? I'm in the house of the guy who owns Hoover Vacuums. And he was saying, that's not impressive. Be the guy who owns Hoover Vacuums. That's impressive. <laughs> Don't be the you – know, he really hired – he really hammered it into me. Don't be the hired slave. Be the guy hiring. <laughs> so – that's why I was like, well, okay, that's where it really switched my mind on me shooting weddings versus me having a team to shoot weddings. And so now here in San Diego, all the photographers at SeaWorld, while the Animal Park in San Diego Zoo, and all my photographers. So I have over 40 photographers who work for me here in San Diego. And so they're at the San Diego Zoo, and then what other places? Yeah, San Diego Zoo, Wild Animal Park. Um, we also have a contract Legoland, but not everyone in Legoland is mine. But I have a contract over there, um, and we have about we have a bunch of photographers here at all different venues here in San Diego. So now I don't pick up a camera unless I'm you know it's for fun. But even for that, I've been doing it for so long. I'm tired of the camera. <laughs> so how how do you get like I love the power of picture too. Like for us on set for a TV show, like we have photographer I mean the whole time they're taking pictures but video and this is all stuff that can tell your story through pictures and video and everything else 
So how, how do you get from doing photography to like going into flipping houses? That's like a, a random, like, how did you get into that? Right. So that really came down to um, where I read a lot from Rich Dad Poor Dad and how he was talking about a lot about real estate and whatever else. And um, that right there was something that we just dabbled into. My mentor said, hey, why don't you start doing home flippings? Um, so it was we just did it. <laughs> um, you know, I love what you say a lot. You say, just do it. You know, just don't even think about yeah. it. Just do it. <laughs> so, so you just, you just started flipping homes. I mean, was that like, was it hard to get off the ground? Were you making a lot of money right away? Or was it like kind of, a, what year was that? This was a lot of, it was a lot of risk. This was in 20, we were 22 years old. Actually, we were, this was probably the worst part, the worst time in real estate. Uh, it was around 2008. Oh that man. We, yeah. 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 So that's the reason why. That's the reason why we turned some of the homes into daycares <laughs> because they weren't renting or they weren't selling. Uh, but, you know, I would say, though, to right now, I have eight daycares. And it's really, really lucrative because each home brings home about brings in about eighty five hundred dollars profit. Um, and so that, that right there is beautiful for me. So, so, you, so how do you that's I mean, I love it because what you're doing is like you're you're making money. You sleep. You're you're making money without having to be the hands on. So with the daycares, do you have somebody come in? He's actually my, – my girlfriend's mom runs a daycare, and they even looked at okay. opening up another daycare. So, like, do you have somebody come in? You have that – you own the property, and you turn into a daycare setting, the setting, and then, like, somebody comes in and is the person that is the the – what do you call it? The babysitter for the whole time? Right, yeah. So what we do is we um, – so we have a lot of people. So people, people, ladies who are very motherly type um, are very, uh, are very, you know, they, they have a lot of care for kids. Yeah. Not, not, not too many of them are very fond of uh, the business side of things. So um, because of that, we, we really capitalized on that and we really said, okay, you know what? We'll go ahead and um, we'll go ahead and get ladies who love kids and families who love kids and, have them live in the home and we'll just pay them a set amount and we'll take care of all the business aspect of the, of, of, of having a daycare. So, um, so when we open up a new home, uh, which we're working on right now, the ninth one, we open up a new home, we, we find families or we find a whole, we would like to have families come in, um, say, Hey, let's keep taking care of kids, not business savvy, no worries. We'll pay you a salary of four grand a month, um, rent free, utility free, We'll pay out, have a house cleaner come in, clean your house for you. Um, but from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., the house is mine, open for business for you to take care of kids. And that's a really good deal for them because they also get medical dental vision. They get three weeks vacation. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, so for a family who doesn't want to have a business, but they want to take care of kids, I take care of all the marketing. I take care of all the sales. They don't process no credit cards, no nothing. I take care of all that for them. So all they do is take care of the kids and they get paid. Uh, and we take care of all of the utilities and stuff. So genius, so, because not everybody yeah. wants to become an entrepreneur. I mean, they don't have to deal with it overhead. And you get the people that are, I mean, they're going to make good money if they want to make four thousand a month, forty, and they got all their dental and everything take care of. Like for some people, that's a win for them. Right, right, right. And so when we open up a home, we go to the hospital, we buy a list. Give me a list of the kids who were born within the last two years. And so from there, we buy a list and we just send up big old mass postcard and uh, we do an open house. And then typically after that one open house, we have 14 kids filled up and we're open for business. So how many are you doing? I don't even know the laws. Like how many kids do you have per daycare? You only have 14 here in California. Okay, 14. That's yeah. man, that, that's genius. I love that aspect. You know, this is a good learn if somebody does want to open a daycare. And for you, like 
you you're making money from the daycares and you're not actually like being the babysitter. Like you think oh. of that one movie. I don't even know what it is. Dad babysitters or something. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know you probably see it. I can't even think of the name of it, but uh, you, yeah. I, I see these dads like trying to be babysitters and take care of these kids and like try to pull off. Like for me, like I was just with my, my brother who's got a, a little girl in second grade and like they were doing the family life. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know if I can have kids. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, I can't take your kids. Like I got to take care of myself. And for one thing, I, I can't even take care of a dog <laughs> for one. <laughs> but so the daycare, so you got a daycare. So we got the transition. You did the photography and you, the trend here. So you did the photography, you learned how to scale it to get yourself out of the business. And that, I think that's the number one thing. Like entrepreneurs fail with scaling. Like they're always inside the business. They're like trying to run the show and they don't get outside of it and actually like be able to scale it. So you got out of the business, the, the photography business is going, it's running itself and you're managing it. And then you got into flipping the houses and turn that into not only the real estate end, but also for doing the daycare. And again, you're not inside doing the babysitting, you're not doing, you're outside of it, you're able to scale it. So the next step is you got in, what is the next business that you got into from there? Uh, from the daycare or from, from photographer daycare. daycare. You went from photography to daycare, and what's what's the next in the, the equation? Oh, yeah. Also, photography, flipping homes, daycare. I want to backtrack real quick. When I was 19 years old, I made 213000 That's what my mentor told me. Everything you make, put half of it aside into savings. So that's why smart, I spent, smart. That, so that, that's the reason why I say you have to master money management. So after that, we put half of everything aside. I remember my wife and I, we bought a car. We bought all these like Louis Vuittons and all this other like big stuff. But he was telling me, you're stupid. Don't spend money crazy. Put that money aside so you can make money back later on. So anyway, so so that's how we're able to flip homes. Uh, so, so photography, save money, flip homes, daycares. And in the middle of daycares, we opened up a town agency in Los Angeles. And then we also um, kept building up onto our photography business, through acquiring bigger contracts such as uh, SeaWorld, Wadawa Park, San Diego Zoo. And then from there, we had the Italian City open up to that one and acquired an apartment complex in Jacksonville, Florida, um, which is like, you know, not a huge one, like a 44 unit apartment complex out there. Um, and then we also started up, we had a couple other startup stuff that we had. We dabbled into solar, we dabbled into. <laughs> You're an investor. Dabbled, you yeah, invested. yeah, exactly, exactly. So what, dabbled, what was. <laughs> what, what what was the the thinking behind doing the the talent agency which is genius i love that by the way i mean for me i've, I've i have or i had four agencies that had me for talent and then i they got tired of me saying no because i don't know i just created my own tv show but like what what was your thinking behind that like somebody came to you and they're like hey invest in me or did you just want to jump into that how do you even get in the talent agency yeah so how i got involved in that is um, I used to be an actor myself. So when I was 14 years old, I was doing a little acting here in LA. And uh, I was in the show Even Stevens. <laughs> you were in the show Even Stevens. Nice. Yeah. So I was on two episodes for them. Uh, so anyways, I had to tell you this here in Los Angeles. So when I came to San Diego, I called her up and said, hey, Melissa, how you doing? Uh, we'd love to reach out to you. And she said, oh my gosh, I hate this agency. She was still the same agency she was at when I was back in the days. And so she told me she hated it. I told her, why don't you start your own? She goes, I don't want to start my own. I'm not a business developer, I'm an agent, two different people. So I said, what if I were your business developer and you can just be your agent? You can be the agent. So she said, okay, if you can get me out of here, I leave the office on Friday at 7 p.m. I want to come back to an office on Monday. 
straight through same thing so i said okay fine so i got a whole it crew everything <laughs> a whole staff to move her office from one area to a different area and back in the business so now we just registered our whole name um i paid off her her old agency and said hey i'm buying her out from you um they already had some conflict anyways so didn't mind telling her go <laughs> so yeah so now she just runs the whole agency and i just take a cut from that so yeah Nice, nice. So, so you guys have how many talent? How many people are part of your agency? So right now we have about uh, four hundred, some around four hundred uh, uh, people on our roster. And, and now, and now you're going. Is there any like talent? Anybody that would people would know that are on your your roster? Yeah. So um, someone that we I don't know if I, actually I don't know if Contra's still with us or now, but we had Flo. Um, I don't know if you know who Flo is. She's the um, you had Flo. Yeah, from uh, Price Priceline. Yeah, progressive, sorry, progressive. Progressive. So, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Flo, um, she, she was, she was, she was one of our clients that we really had. Her name is Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stephanie, she's a really sweetheart. But anyway, so we had Stephanie as one of our person. We also had Kevin. He was a uh, the guy in a wheelchair on the show. Um, Oh gosh, what's that called? Glee. He was a show Glee. Um, he's the wheelchair kid on Glee. So yeah. he's one of ours. And everyone else, we just had pretty much all supportive. We have a couple actors who were in their show Ninja Turtles, the movie Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. So those are the two main, main recognizable people. So, so you're looking to expand into New York, right? Yeah. So we just got back from New York and we're going to be expanding to New York. Um, so that's really fun. Um, a whole different crowd over there though, because that's more modeling focus yeah. than it is commercial acting. Um, so, so that's a whole new ball game, but you know, your philosophy, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Exactly. What, what's the worst? I mean, maybe you lose a few hundred thousand. I, I mean, looking back in some of my in ventures, investments, I mean, Maybe I didn't make money. Maybe I lost a lot of money, but I learned something from it that got me better. So that leads into something really good. I think people want to hear. And I know I laugh because you're like, you're an investor. Now everybody wants to pitch you something. They all want to, hey, invest in my idea. So for right. you as an investor, like what are some things do you see? Like, can you spot talent as an investor? What do you look for? So somebody in college right now or somebody that's got a startup, how can you help them? Uh, be ready for their their moment when they are going to pitch somebody for their idea. Like, what do you look for as an investor, and what have you seen to be some of the things that have become successful investments for you, and then also really bad investments? Right. So, so a lot of investors uh, or want to be investors, they look more on the product itself or the actual business itself. I look at the people. I look at you know who is this person as a person. Do they are, are they are they are they wise? Do they know what they're doing? Um, not just the aspect of their product, but are they just are they well in life? <laughs> yeah. um, because their product can go up and down. But if they're really good at leadership, they're really good at calling shots. They're really smart. They're really they're really witty. That they know how to turn a bad product to a great product. Um, you know, the, the book, uh, Good to Great, right? Have you read that book before? Yes, I have um, in college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Good to Great. So it's the aspect of understanding what makes a good company versus a great company. Um, it's not so much the product itself. It's more of the people behind the product. So whenever someone says, hey, will you invest into my product or into my idea? I say, well, let me get to know you as a person. Um, and so a lot of times they're just looking for a quick win. They just want the money now. Well, here's the product. It makes sense, right? Cool, buy it. I'm like, uh, I got to get to know you a little bit more. Um, and I've, I've made the mistake before of just 
paying money into some some random cool idea because it seems cool, but then you know these guys were morons, so they just ran it to the ground and lost a lot of money that way. You know, so yeah. I look more I look more into the people than it is to the actual business itself. So you know that's one thing I always say too, like the person behind it, like can they pull this off? Because ideas are nothing without somebody behind it pushing it ahead. And right. I mean, it, it's can they handle it? Can they hack it? Can they get through the tough times? Do they believe in this more than anybody else? And can they sell it? So the person right. to invest in. So what can you, if you can say, like, what are some of the really good investments that you've made in, in over the last five years? Um, so I've invested, for example, so I own an agency in Los Angeles. I'm ha- I actually have 50% equity into it. So, but that, that's more of an inv- uh, investment than it is an actual me opening up my own agency because, you know, that right there is more Melissa's thing. And I don't really deal with any of that stuff. Yes. So she calls, she calls all the shots. So that's more of a, that really is my investment. So, um, so I would say that right there is probably my, my biggest and best invest, excuse me, biggest and best investment. I also have a call center in the Philippines that I that really produced me some really good money. But the guy at first was doing a car, uh, sorry, a car flipping lot. Yeah. Um, and so I, the guy is a really great guy, very integrous, very wise. And so I invested into his car lot and that went tank. But before it went tank, he told me, Hey, Steven, don't need more money from you, but I'm switching this whole thing idea to a call center. So you're still part of this. Like, great. <laughs> so, um, so that, so now that right there is very, is blossoming amazingly over there in the Philippines. So, um, so that's something that I really look into again, not the, not the business itself, but the person. Um, and that right there's an example, for example, you know, this, the guy was really, really, really wise before it actually fully tanked had to file bankruptcy. He, before he, any of that happened, he switched it immediately to a whole different entity. Ah, man, it's, it's good insight. I mean, it's good for him. I'm glad he actually gave you the opportunity because it tanked, but like he opened it to something else. He made a pivot. I think that's one thing like most entrepreneurs need to learn, like make a pivot and pivot fast, fail fast, because not going into the different things, you're going to learn as you go and where you think you're going. It may not, you may not exactly go the exact route. I mean, it's a zigzag, but if you keep going in a certain direction, like you make them right pivots, you can have success in business. And clearly right. you've done that and you've been able to scale different businesses. So looking back and everything that you've done in business, I mean, you, you've built yourself up to be a millionaire at 25, you had a million at the bank and you've had failure successes. Like what is like the top, like looking back in your life, advice you can give to other people or just kind of uh, thoughts that other people can take away and really run with it in their own life beyond you talking with the team, everything about in your book and entrepreneurship and going through the acronym team, like what other things can people take away from this? So, you know, my wife and I, we actually went into entrepreneurship together. Um, the biggest, biggest thing I would say is I talked to someone last night about this is your wife is not your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's a queen bee. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that I really, really, really had to learn the hard way is um, I'm a very go getter. So, um, understanding personality types is huge. If you know, if you understand personality types, I have a team of over 150 employees over all my corporations that I personally have my hand into. Yeah. Um, so understanding personal personalities is so huge. So you know exactly what their core values are, what their what their what their wants, needs, and desires are. So um, really quickly here, there's the we call it my colors. The red red color is the people who are very go getter, very straight to the point, very type A. That's the red. The blue is very party, very spontaneous, adventurous. 
They want the people to have fun. Uh, there's the yellows. Yellows are uh, – they're very caring, very loving, very supportive. They want to make sure everyone's taken care of. They're the great – they're the big moms and dads who take care of everybody. And then there's the greens who are very analytical, who want to know the bottom line, who want to know, you know, does it make sense? And if it does make sense, they want to make sure it makes sense. So they're very, very, very into the numbers, very analytical. So the moment we understand those four colors, the moment you understand then how people work and operate. So I am a red. My wife is a yellow. If I communicate to her as though she's a red, she's not going to appreciate that because she's a yellow. Mm-hmm. She's a very she's a very caring person. So I so she's she'll feel like I'm overstepping her overstepping her or I'm taking advantage of her. Or I'm manipulating her. And if, for me, if she comes and leads to me, talks to me, I'm like you're so weak. <laughs> so, so when you understand those different personality types, uh, okay. So I got to communicate to her. You know, if I go into this business idea, how does everybody win? How does everyone feel good? <laughs> and but for me, if she comes to me with the idea, she has to tell me what's the bottom line. What do we get out of this? And so understand like once again, if we understand personality types and colors. Then, um, then you'll understand how to talk to people, and especially, especially when it comes to your significant other, because that can go south so fast if things are not communicated well. Well, I gotta say, I'm a full out fucking ten, or not a ten, a red. I'm red all the way. <laughs> like I'm point A with a little bit of party. Yeah. Point B, like we we have the same kind of mindset there. But like for my team, like everybody's got their own aspect, but you need that. To build great IT, you need somebody that's analytical. You need somebody that kind of like say, hey, come back a little bit. And you need somebody to be caring. Like you need all the components to create a perfect team. Because the entrepreneur, the leader is like the visionary, the person that sees where we're going 100 miles per hour. And they got somebody on your team that's like, hey, pull back a little bit. Like here's the things we need to do. Like that combined is, is really good. And, you know, I need to take that test. I haven't taken that personality test yet. I always have people like say, hey, you're an A or you're, you're well, you're a color. What, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so that's an interesting lesson now, especially I think now I'm going to have my girlfriend and I both take that test. And <laughs> but, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so where do you see things going? What's, what's next for you? Uh, and I know, I mean, I know this answer uh, because, I mean, we work together in an accelerator program. And I know the one thing, like, you really want to build your influencer status. But, like, where do you really see things going the next year? What's 2017 going to bring for you? So in 2015 – on Valentine's Day, I had a stroke. So I, you know, balancing all these businesses and I was 28 years old. I was way over my head, you know, lose not, not sleeping that, not sleeping that much because I was so stressed and everything else. So in 2015, I had a stroke and on the way to the hospital, the paramedics were coming over. I live in, I don't know if you're in San Diego, but I live in La Jolla, California at the time. Oh yeah. And La Jolla, yeah. La Jolla is a very nice area. So the paramedics was coming in and like, hey, kid, you're a young kid. He was doing a small talk with me as we were trying to shut me out to the bed or to the little, you know, the little thing. Um, and he was making comments of where I live. Wow, it's a nice place you have. You're 20 years old. You must be bald. You must be. And so in the back of my mind, though, I was thinking to myself, like, get me to the fucking hospital. Quit talking about where I live. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but later on, I complained. Like, I found out. They're just trying to do small talk with me to keep me engaged or whatever else. But I'm like, fuck, that was really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but then, so anyways, all the way to the hospital, I started thinking to myself, wow, if today I died, if today was my very last day, all I have to leave behind is money. And, you know, sure, that's nice and good and all, but once the money is spent, the money is spent. So that's where I dedicated myself, like looking at people like Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, you know, these, these guys, Dell Carnegie, these guys who have, 
have made such big impacts in our world back then, even to this day, are still being mentioned because of the impact they made. And it's beyond money. It's now the advice, the books they've written, the people that they've touched. And so now I said to myself last year, 2015, I said, this is what I want. I'm, I'm still going to hustle and grind for money. I'm still going to hustle and grind for more investments and more businesses, yes. But now I'm going to put my attention on how am I going to leave an impact? How am I going to bless and impact the next generation, the next group of people, or even my peers who are trying to struggle in their day jobs? So – you know, so that's really what I'm trying to aim for now in this uh, in this this day and age. <laughs> in my time right now is is really that. So I have a mentorship program here in San Diego um, called Stigula Success Mastery, which yeah. I I have about right now 25 people who are enrolled, um, where we meet every every other week, so every other Tuesday, uh, for a mastermind coaching and a mentorship yeah. where I help where I help I help people who have no business experience. No business whatsoever, or they're just starting off. Um, I help them to achieve their goals and getting them out of their day jobs and helping helping them develop their life as an entrepreneur from the beginning to the very end. And so, um, so I have that program here. I also have an online program called the MastermindExperience.com, where it's an online mastermind experience, which is pretty much what I'm doing here in San Diego, broadcast online. And so, um, so with that being said, I'm writing the book right now, Entrepreneurship. Um, coming out at the end of this year, and then I also have another book coming out at the end of next year called The Lazy Millionaire, uh, which I'm really excited about. And so, yeah. So, so what about also you plan an event coming up, don't you? Yes, 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 yes. So that's also kind of come up. We're having an event we're putting together, which we're trying to get you to come out and speak. <laughs> be awesome. I, I, anybody listening right now, like definitely something you want to check out. An event in San Diego too. It's in San Diego, correct? Yes, correct. correct. Yes, which, sunny San Diego, and especially, I mean, if, if I'm going to be there speaking and the group that you have planning coming, like, I know it's going to be huge success. So, like, what, what's all going to come out of that event? Where do you see everything? Uh, what's going to be at the event? And who are some of the people, like, you plan on having? Okay, great. So, we're, we're, we have we have feelers right now. So, we have introductions going out to, like, Grant Cardone. So, we're still working on all, all, all that jazz. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, so I don't know if I can say exactly, but... You know, we have, I'm really building relationships with the Maddox boys and uh, with you. And so it's going to be an awesome time. We're looking at November of next year, 2017. Nice. Uh, so it'll be late fall. And um, here in San Diego, downtown San Diego. So we'll have all that stuff up on my, my website when the time does come. Um, but yeah. Sweet, it's man. Gonna be, it's going to be awesome. So and, and is there any like video on that aspect? Is there stuff with the TV you plan on rolling out with that or? What what other things do you plan to roll on? Because I know the one thing like we've talked about is, and this is what I preach all the time, video, the power of video. Like if you oh, want to yeah. reach a lot of people, like you can go speak in front of an audience of fucking 20,000 people and you're going to reach 20,000 people. But if you want to create a TV show and like you have video, like you can reach millions of people for the power of video and especially online. So where do you see it? Do you plan on doing a lot in business, any kind of stuff with video and maybe even a TV show or or your own kind of show? <laughs> so if people were to go onto my Facebook page and um, subscribe to it, uh, facebook.com forward slash Stegela success, S-T-E-G-E-L-A 
success. Um, so on there, I post every single day, 60 seconds to success, which is what something you birthed into me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got me impregnated. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I gave you the accountability and put fire in your ass, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, so I, have, I post every single day on there. There are 60 seconds to success. Um, so we're doing that. And so, yeah, well, so just follow us on there and we'll announce as, as, as things progress. Um, we, it's pretty awesome. We have Wells Fargo, who's our underlying sponsor for the event. So it's going to be huge. We have, um, we have some people who produce the TED Talks, um, for, for, for the TV, for the recording of the TED Talks. We're going to be broadcasting our event in November on, uh, television. So we have some network television that awesome. we're working with actually get brought this broadcast because there's a lot of conventions out there, but not a lot of conventions out there are put on television. So, um, so this is something that we're really, really working on. And so super duper excited about that. So that's going to be in November, but, but for now, go ahead and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Stigula success, um, for more information. Yeah, definitely. Everybody listening, check it out. We'll have it all in the notes at birdytms.com. And Steven, I just got to say to you, like, it's been, Awesome working with you. Hopefully there'll be more projects in the future, especially come speak at your event. But everything you've done, just being in my program, seeing what you've done, like you don't just talk the talk. You actually walk the walk. Like you you do something. And for you, what I loved is like the accountability. You said, hey, if I don't post, like I'll up to five grand, like a thousand dollars a time. Like if I don't post today, like call me out and I'll pay you a grand. Like that's yeah. <laughs> true accountability. When you put money on the line, that's when you know you're going to get your shit done because that's money out of your pocket. And oh, yeah. Just where you're going, I mean, the one thing you see, and what I love to say is like, at the end of every show, create something great, become unforgettable, because life's too short not to. And I've had the experiences too, where like, hey, you think it could be the end of the world, like I could have all the money in the world, but what can I do with that to make a legacy? And we both love thinking grow rich. And the fact that let's create something that is beyond our lifetime. When we die, something that can impact lives for hundreds of years and make a true impact on this earth. And that's one thing like you're focusing on now, legacy. And oh, yeah. you're on the right track, man. I'm just honored to call you as a friend and, and to be able to work with you. Kudos to you. Any last words of advice before we go? Last words of advice, enroll into Brandon's accelerator program. That seriously, he will get in your face and say, do it. And then if you don't, if you don't do it, he'll say, why not? And he'll wait for an answer. So that's what I absolutely love about Brandon. And so um, he put, you know, he's the one who encouraged me to get out to 60 Seconds to Success. He's the one who told me to get a podcast. Oh, subscribe to my podcast. Search for me, uh, Stegela Success. So it's S-T-E-G-E-L-A and then Success. Look for me on podcast, but Brandon's the one who put me on the podcast. Well, he encouraged me to put on, put on podcasting and just really get out there and just do it. And that's the biggest word. Just do it. Just, <laughs> just do, do it. it. Yeah. Nike commercial. So, just do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. So get involved in the Brandon's uh, accelerator program. You will not regret that. Seriously. It's worth every single penny. So Dude, it's amazing. I, I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to everything in the future with you and everybody listening. Check out his stuff. Steven is a great guy. His book coming out, everything he's got, he's got a lot to share. He's been through the grind of a true entrepreneurship as a roller coaster ride it is. And uh, that, that is it for today's show, everybody. You know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show with Steven. He shared a lot of great insight and you really need to take away here the things he shared with you. I mean, 
you, you need to learn how to scale things and also get outside of the business. I think the one thing entrepreneurs have, the problem they have is they wanna do all the day to day. And I know, I, I mean, for me owning an ice company, I remember wanting to go on every single route because I love working the customers and being in the truck. But when I did that, I wasn't able to grow the business and get outside of it and to be able to go into other opportunities. And then when I learned that, that switch on going, hey, manage it and not micromanage things and be able to be the leader and not the person inside the business, you can grow. And he shares that with the multiple business in the show. Just great insight. I highly suggest you check out the notes at BrendanTaylors.com. All the links are there. Check out his book. Steven has a great book coming out. You're going to want to check that out. And also his podcast show is his 60 seconds to success. Like that was amazing. It's cool to see that he created that in the program. And now it's actually on a TV network, a Vietnamese TV network who is airing his content. It's just cool to see where he went because he just did it. That's one thing, like just do it. What do you got to lose? If it's not gonna kill you, it'll just make you stronger. Keep going forward, try different things, put yourself out there, and who knows where it's gonna go. So that is it for today's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. Until next time, go out there, create something great, become unforgettable, because life is too short not to. I'm Bernie C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.